0: Hey friends, welcome to Football Sunday 2020. I'm Brock Hewart, and in a few hours, the largest single game sporting event of the year will be played in Miami. I love this day because it's so great for the players, the fans, and everyone in your church community. Since my own NFL playing days ended in 2004, I've been covering college and NFL games as an analyst ever since. And one thing I've always paid attention to over the years are the rule changes at the pro level, many of which keep players from getting hurt. And this year, the league implemented a number of player safety rules, including one, eliminating a shoulder-to-shoulder two-man double-team block. In layman's terms? No longer can two teammates on a kickoff stand shoulder to shoulder holding hands and
1: double to know that you're one of the last two teams in that game it's really cool man we lose our big ball And so to reach that level to know that you're one of the last two teams in that game it's really cool man we lose our big ball so to reach that level to know that you're one of the last two teams in that game it's really cool man we lose our it down for what it is With that level to know that you're one of the last two teams in that game it's really cool man we lose our it down for what it is that yeah. level so to know that you're one of the Last two teams in that game. It's really cool, man. When you really start to break it down for what it is, you can help me get it. Signed. You're one of the last two teams in that game. It's really cool, man. When you really start to break it down for what it is, you can help me get side You're one of the last two teams in that game. It's really cool, man. When you really start to break it down for what it is, you can help me get excited. So okay. yeah, last two teams in that game. It's really cool, man. When you really start to break it down for what it is, you can help get excited. Okay. So yeah, last teams in that game. It's really cool, man. When you really start to break it down for what it is. Olmaz- can help me get inside us, yes, we'll be fruitful. Ain't it's really cool, man, when Louis really start to bring it down for what it is. Can help get excited, yes, we'll be fruitful. Ain't it's really cool, man, when Louis start to bring it down for what it is, can help get side of this yes, we'll be fruitful. Ain't it's really cool, man, when Louis start to bring it down for what it is, you can help get inside us, yes, we'll be fruitful. Cool, man, when Louis starting to bring it down for what it is, you can help get inside us, yes, we'll be fruitful. You really start to break it down for what it is. You can help me get excited, so yeah, it's, cool.
0: it's really cool.
2: I mean, there's no other example that I can say that makes me happier than I get to go to the Super Bowl. I grew up my whole life
0: a football fan watching the Super Bowl. You know, watch it on TV, like, man, that'd be really cool to be there someday.
2: For professional athletes, that's always a goal. And to be on this team and to be able to actually
0: achieve that goal and be here now, it's, it's a great feeling. This story highlights Prince Samukamaro a cornerback for the Chicago Bears after playing in Nebraska Prince was drafted And understand the reality of God's grace this is his story he can't understand the reality of God's grace this is his story
2: My upbringing around faith and, you know, and around religion—both of my parents really loved God and, and, and served God—but for some reason, one thing that I pulled from that was was rules and obedience. And so I thought, okay, as long as I'm a good person, I'd be able to get into heaven. But it was working. Everyone thought, oh, Prince is a good kid, and and, and that was my that was my reputation. Prince was a good guy. And to be honest, I kind of I kind of liked it, and I and I took I took pride in it also. When I got to high school and I had friends around me, now they were my comparison, they were my standard. So as long as I'm not doing what they're doing, as long as I'm being better than them, in my eyes, then I'm still nice right standing with God. At this camp, 500 kids, it's co-ed, boys and girls, about 12 different sports. There's college coaches there, so I'm thinking, okay, I'm here to showcase my talent and hopefully get on the radar to, to get a, a football scholarship. Each kid had um, their own group. In the group, we were doing Bible studies, and we would break, break the huddle, and we would do prayer. And One of the phrases we were saying was, like, for his glory, and I'm thinking, like, like for who, who, whose glory, like, who's his? I still was kind of on the fence, but they played a clip with uh, Christ with, with carrying the cross and people whipping him and spitting at him and wearing the crown of thorns and blood is on his face. And I'm thinking, like, wow, like he did this for me. So it wasn't until I got into college. I met with the, the team chaplain and he took me and a number of guys under his wing. We started to go through books and he, he taught us the word. We, we studied the word and we ended up spreading the word, sharing, sharing our testimony. High school stage, I was a believer. College is when I became a follower and when I started to walk and when I was able and learned how to give an account for what I believe. Nothing you can do to get God to love you more than He does right now, or to get God to love you less. He, like He wants a relationship with you. When Jesus was at the cross, like, He knew that He was buying broken, prideful, selfish, sinful beings like us, and that should give us hope. The fact that a perfect God would want something so broken
0: should tell us, like, how purposeful. We are and how valuable we are. Bad ones and that God over his shoulder with Jesus Himself, because He really is all we'll ever need. With Jesus Himself, because He really is all we'll ever need. Jesus Himself, because He really is all we'll ever need. Self, because He really is all we'll ever need. Because he really is all we'll ever need. Because he really is all we'll ever need.
1: I play football and is a very performance-based. Relationship that I'm in with this team and the gospel says that we get to walk into a non-performance based relationship And Here's Jesus saying look. I came down. I did all the work for you All you gotta do is just receive it abide in me and even the days you slip up. I'm still here to catch it He's a great father. You know I've got three little kids and he's showing them You know what it means to
2: to follow Jesus and, and to be the man of the household that I'm supposed to be He's left the playbook behind for us to follow and all we have to do is just listen and and enjoy the ride that He's going to put us on because He already knows the ending result. I think the biggest thing for me with Christianity and who God is 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 that it's based on His unconditional love and grace. I'm discovering God to be faithful and uh, to be a promise-keeping God. Galatians 6.9 says, Never grow weary of doing good, for in due time you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. So many times the Christian life feels like you're just sowing good things, sowing good things, sowing good things. It's like, man, when am I got to reap the harvest, right? In that time, you know, the devil's throwing all those bad thoughts in your head. He's saying, oh, God's not really good. God's not really fair. You no, know, God is good. Even if my circumstances aren't good, God is still good. I think life is all about relationships. And this relationship
3: with Jesus, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. With Jesus, it makes all those things where no matter what I do, he's still going to love me. And that grace, it's always, it's always enough.
0: You know, my, my brother passed away and um, going to heaven. I think it's really, you know, put me and not only me, but my family to a whole other level of faith and, and believing. I dove into the Bible more than I ever have just throughout, throughout this process because it's really the only place that I can find some peace. And really just knowing and reading about heaven and because that's, I know that's where my brother is. And, and just knowing without a doubt in my mind that I will see him someday. And that really, really is the
4: only thing that really kind of brings me some peace. I'm
1: not going to the Father because every single time it's like, man, I need this, I want this. Like, I spend more time thanking and praying now um, because I'm just like, man, like, I actually just get to be with you. And I know it doesn't even end on this side of eternity. I know that. Fired. Rehired. I'm starting to play both the playoffs.
4: Wow, somebody many good stories there! Wow, somebody good stories there! Welcome. Wow, so good stories there! Welcome to Football Sundays. Good to have you guys. I bet you my need to Shane, one of the pastors here. And we always love Football Sunday because it gives us an opportunity to celebrate. And, and lots of football who here is really a big football fan and they live for football sunday or they live for super bowl sunday because of football yeah a few of you a few of you. who here could care less about the football you're just here for the commercials <laughs> <laughs> really nice. or better yet the food That's here for the food yeah. Yeah. yay football food make have a surprise for you after the service today we have we have uh, uh, baked a bunch of uh soft pretzels for you to enjoy as far as Super Bowl, I know it just made my daughter's life. But she just smiled real big, the biggest smile I've seen her in a while. So you can get those on the way out. It's great to have you guys here. And when it comes to football, we we uh, are celebrating this year in football the the 100th year of the NFL. And because of the 100th year of the NFL, what they've done is they they've kind of put out these lists. And these, these lists of these famous players, or their favorite players, or the best players, the, the top 100 list, who here has, has some favorite players that they have from football players, the ones that you grew up watching, how many of those are are a lion? to be? one of, <laughs> well, of or, 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 or more punishment. I get it. Yeah, so it's, ex- it's an exciting thing to, to kind of rank these lists. Let me uh, kind of list some of these uh, famous players for you, see if you know who they are. Uh, here's some of them that came on the list. We have Jim Brown, with Barry Sanders, we have uh, O.J. Simpson, Reggie Smith, Deion Sanders, Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, Brett Favre. Tom Brady. Who here has never heard of any of those players before? Yeah, everyone's heard of one of them. Maybe, maybe O.J. for the wrong reasons, but but we all we all remember those players. I was I was wondering if we could do kind of some best of lists, best of lists, and so um, what they did with this 100 list in the NFLs, they kind of listed their, their top game changers. Top game changers was one of the categories that they had. And here are some of their top game changers. one know who this is? raise <laughs> Yeah. Joe Meebeth. There you go. There you go. Broadway Joe. What about this guy? know him? Lawrence oh, Taylor. What? LT. That's LT. Lawrence Taylor from the Giants. You love that. What about this next game changer? Uh, some, of you, some of you just grown, I know you love like, your as far as I can say. One of the is not the night with Tony Dungey when he marries Ronald would happen to be this for my child. Uh, the quarterback. But I think one of the best teams around would happen to be this for my child. Uh, the quarterback. But I think one of the best teams around would happen to be this for my child. Uh, but I think one of the best teams around would happen to be this for my child. Uh, <laughs> The teams around would happen to be this for my childhood. Right? <laughs> the best teams. Yeah. teams around would happen to be this for my childhood. Right? The best teams, yeah, teams. around would happen to be this for my childhood. Right? The best teams around would happen to be this for my childhood. Right? The best teams around never going to be this for my childhood. You never Team. You never go to love with For my childhood <laughs> teams. You never go to love with when a play comes together. Woo! Right? So the next list is the best plays of football throughout history. Here are some of the best plays. This is the Immaculate Reception. Franco Harris, remember this? Were watching this game when it happened? and thinking, oh my gosh, what did happen? And actually, the camera never caught the angle. There's a little bit of controversy whether the ball actually hit the ground. But it was ruled a touchdown, and they ended up winning the game. Amazing play. You see it here. It ricochets. And then he, uh, Franco Harris catches it right there. And then he runs all the way for a touchdown! Amazing play! Here's the next best, one of the best plays around. This is uh, again, sorry, uh, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, uh, but this is the uh, the Music City Miracle. Uh, this is the last play of the game, and it was a kickoff, and they do a lateral back, the kickoff, and then they run it back for a touchdown! Amazing, amazing play! Uh, I hope people are watching that game. We are the Buffalo Bills fan, we're watching that game. I'm sorry. And then the next one here. can uh, we go to the next play. This is little, one of my favorite players, probably my favorite player of all time. Uh, this is against the uh, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, which my dad always called them the Dallas Cryboys. And <laughs> now we're happy to see Barry. I've been taking millions of plays with Barry Sanders. he did so many plays. But my favorite play uh, recently is this one. Um, yeah, that was one of my favorite plays. Let's watch it again. Right, we go to the, the next. The next list is the infamous kicks. You guys remember these? Remember these infamous kicks? Uh, this is uh, this is. anyone here know this is? Some of you Lions fans. One, one of our few terrible coaches. This is actually Marty Morningweg. You remember Marty Morningweg? Some of you want to forget Marty Morningweg. I hear you. So Marty Morningweg in 2002 was playing the Chicago Bears, and they went to overtime. They went to overtime, and during that game, in overtime, if you know the overtime rules, it's sudden death. And the percentages of who gets the ball first wins the game. But what does Marty Malikwag do? He chooses to kick the ball off because he says... He takes the wind behind our, uh, so that they have to play against the wind. Chicago goes down and scores a touchdown, and they never touch the ball. And I think that was Marty Morninglake's last season. So that was definitely an infamous <laughs> kick. What about this one? If you are a St. Louis really a great, great kick, <laughs> <an infamous kid. laughs> places we've been is something that's wrong. And then something we rank our, our ways on what we think is something that's wrong. And then something that's like our ways, or we think is something that's wrong, and then something that's Our ways, or we think is something that's wrong, and then something that's right. Our ways, or we think is something that's wrong, and then something that's right. So we think is something that's wrong, and then something that's right. And if we think is something that's wrong, and then something that's right, and in between is something that's wrong, and then something that's right, and in between there is something that's wrong, and then something that's right, and in between there we like something that's wrong, and then something that's right, and in between there we like that's wrong, and then something that's right, and in between there we like to wrong. And then And then something that's right. And in between there, we like to rank those. One of the common um, questions that I always get as a pastor is, Pastor, is this a sin? Is this wrong? In other words, how far can I get to the wrongness without being wrong?" How far can I go? I mean, is it just a little step that way? Is it? Am I only dabbling in this wrongness, or, or have I gone over the cliff and crossed over from right to wrong? And we do this often in our lives, and we begin to rank them. We might say, "Hey, uh, not telling the truth is okay as long as we can uh, we can kind of balance it out." Or some of us would say, "No, no, 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 no. Any lie, even a white lie, is wrong. It has ramifications in our lives." And so we base our rankings on different categories. Some of us feel that the ranking has to do with ourselves and how it impacts us. And then we rank these things that are wrong based upon what's wrong for me. You can do what you want, but for me it's wrong. Other of us base our rankings of these things that we think are right or wrong and how they hurt other people. Or how they impact our future. Or how they impact our finances. And we, we, we all, at the basis of who we are, assemble these ideas of something that is the worst, second worst, third worst, or the best, second best, third best. And we try to rank our lives, staying away from the really, really worst things, only trying to do the really, really good things. And we assemble this idea of, of ranking our lives, ranking what we do, around the goodness that we hope we find. Now this question isn't very. Uh, this process isn't very odd. It happens throughout history. In fact, we actually read it, it about it in the Bible, because uh, Jesus, who who is a very big deal for us here at this church, uh, he uh, he he was a uh, uh, lived in first century uh, Palestine, and he's mentioned most did along his time what was good. what in their lives, our lives experience this question because in. Or even here on earth. Well, Jesus experienced this question because in Judaism were even here on earth. Well, Jesus experienced this question because in Judaism there were on over- Well, Jesus experienced this question because in Judaism there were oversight. Well, Jesus experienced this question because in Judaism there were oversight. Well, Jesus experienced this question because in Judaism there were over 700... Well, Jesus experienced this question because in Judaism there were over seven hundred well, Jesus experienced this question because in Judaism there were over seven hundred laws Jesus experienced this question because in Judaism there were over seven hundred laws or experienced this question. Because in Judaism there were over seven hundred laws or commandments experienced this question. Because in Judaism there were over seven hundred laws laws or commandments question because in Judaism there were over seven hundred laws or commandments that they questioned. Because in Judaism there were over seven hundred laws or commandments that they had to do. And they would rank them some school of thoughts would rank some more important than the others, and then they have what the top ten, the top ten commandments you might be familiar with them that were kind of the top ten ones. Well Jesus spoke once to a group of people he was actually speaking about marriage and some different beliefs on marriage based of two different schools of thought. And as he interjected to that, he kind of sparked the curiosity of one particular person. So after he kind of said, This is where I fall on that topic of command of marriage, this person came up to Jesus and asked him a question. This is the question in he asked. This is in Mark chapter 12. He says this One of the teachers of the law, one of these people who, who teaches about the laws, came to him and heard them debating about this issue about marriage. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. That's the goodness of Jesus. We talk about the good news. He asked them, out of all the commandments, out of all these 700 commandments, which one is the most important? You see this sense of ranking? Which one of these ranks as the highest? Jesus responds this. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. With all your soul and with all your strength. And then, kind of in an addendum, kind of a, in a separate way, kind of in a uh, non committal way, Jesus adds a kind of a 1A one, one and 1B. He says this. He says uh, this in verse 31. Jesus continued, The second is this love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. There's no commandment greater than these. Now, Jesus often spoke things that were very profound and very uh, unique inside the culture. But this is so true to our lives. To <laughs> because instead of ranking our lives based upon what we do and how we live, that says there's no command The love you have for God sees you based upon what you do. This faith expressed through uh, other people that you meet that have faith in Jesus, this faith expressed through through uh, other people that you meet that have faith in Jesus, this faith lives in- through uh, other people that you meet that have faith in Jesus. This faith lives in- through uh, other people that you meet that have faith in Jesus. This faith lives itself of other people that you meet that have faith in Jesus. This faith lives itself out other people that you meet that have faith in Jesus. This. Faith lives itself out. It's all people that you meet that have faith in Jesus, this faith lives itself well, out. People that have faith in Jesus, this faith lives itself out. Have faith in Jesus. This faith lives itself out. Of faith in Jesus. This faith lives itself out. Of of Jesus. This. Faith lives itself out, uh, uh, l- walk. This faith lives itself out of uh, of uh, l- walks. It- this faith lives itself out of uh, of walks. This faith uh, lives itself out of of walks itself. This faith lives itself out of uh, of uh, l- walks itself out in not an idea of ranking or comparison, but an idea of grace and forgiveness. Listen to this quote. This is something you can take home today. Jesus is not interested in ranking your sins. Jesus is here to forgive your sins. Simply put, sins require death. And you know this. Anytime you make a mistake, there is ramifications, there is results. There's a cause and effect to the bad things that we do in our lives. And the Bible says that those bad things are called sins. And when we commit sin, we have to live with the consequences. Ultimately, something usually has to die in order to have those those sins paid for. The message of Jesus is this. Jesus doesn't care about your sins. He doesn't care about ranking your sins. He cares about forgiving your sins canceling your debt so that those sins don't have to play out in death in your life, but offers you life and the freedom that God can bring. Jesus is not interested in ranking your sins. Jesus is here to forgive your sins. Father, we thank you for this truth. We pray that as we celebrate Football Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday, that you would be a big part, the biggest part of the voice that we hear today. And as we listen to this next, next story, we pray that your truth and power will come out and come true to us. Father, I pray for the individual today who says, I- I've lived my whole life trying to make God happy, trying to do the right thing. And it just seems like I can't balance out between the good stuff and the bad stuff. So to edit them, that you're not. its their share of challenges. Tuesday, I started getting
3: paid. Um, came over to you and decided you need to get into hospital for right now. A dear friend named David um, came up to the hospital. Say, you need to get into hospital All right now." A dear friend named David um, came up to the hospital. You need to get into hospital All right now. A dear friend named David um, came up to the hospital. Pray for me to hospital All right now. A dear friend named David um, came up to the hospital. Pray for me All right now. A dear friend named David um, came up to the hospital. Pray for me, my family. A dear friend named David um, came up to the hospital, prayed for me. My family was there. A dear friend named David um, came up to the hospital, prayed for me. My family was there. And a dear friend named David um, came up to the hospital, prayed for me. My family was there. And a warrior named David um, came up to the hospital, prayed for me. My family was there. And I woke up. David um, came up to the hospital, prayed for me. My family was there, and I woke up. I was the first uh, came up to the hospital, and prayed for me. My family was there, and I woke up. That was the first night I slept. Came up to the hospital, and prayed for me. My
0: family was there, and I woke up. That was the first night I slept my whole week. Came up the slept my whole week. Came to the hospital, prayed for me. My family was there, and I woke up. That was the first night I slept the whole week. Came to the hospital, prayed for me. My family was there, and I woke up. That was the first night I slept whole week. Was there, and I woke up I was fortunate I slept my whole week they released me from prayed for me my family was there and I woke up I was fortunate I slept my whole week they released me from the hospital man. my family was there and I woke up I was fortunate I slept my whole week they released me from the hospital
3: I go back to the facility and uh you know they tell me that well you we were here the first two days of wake week Thursday so the plan is for you not to play. crushed Because in my head, I had this awesome story
2: of, I had appendicitis, God healed me, came back to the NCAA championship,
0: caught the winning touchdown, (laughs) you know? (laughs) It's gonna be a Christian sensation. That's how my mom was rolling.
3: When Benjamin decided to continue to play, then everything kind of shifts. Move with the family across the country again. And so the kids are there, the guys are moving the boxes out. It's the memory of walking through the house when there's nothing in there with all the kids. Go to practice that week. I'm not activated that first week. Then the next week, Things are kind of weird, and I'm released. Let's, let's go for number six. That ever crossed my mind is that we must have been wrong. We try again in July, and then we try again in July, and then I get right. We try again in July, and then. We E utens- we try again in July, and then I get pregnant. We try again in July, and then I get pregnant. I look we try again into eye and then again, a I get pregnant. I look and look we try again into eye and then I get pregnant. I look and looking at the we try again into eye and then and I I look, I'm looking at the lady giving in July, and then I get pregnant. I look and looking at the lady giving in July, and then I get pregnant. I look and looking at the lady giving the ultrasound, and then I get pregnant. I look and looking at the lady giving the ultrasound, and then I get pregnant. I look and looking at the lady giving the ultrasound, and then i looking at the lady giving the ultrasound, and she makes this. I get pregnant. I look and looking at the lady giving the ultrasound, and she makes this weird. I get pregnant. I look and looking at the lady giving the ultrasound, and she makes this weird face. I get pregnant. I look and looking at the lady giving the ultrasound, and she makes this weird face. I look and right, right? looking at the lady giving the ultrasound, and she makes this weird face. Looking at the lady, get a looking at the lady giving the ultrasound and she makes this weird face. And I say, is everything okay? She's like, yeah, I see something. And so I say, well, is it a baby? Do you see a baby? And she goes, I see two babies. (laughs) I look over at Benjamin and I see him walking towards the TV screen with his mouth open. And then I look at the screen and I see two to babies. Then I have to go back to truth, and I look in the Bible,
0: and I don't see that anywhere. Because <laughs> like, someone like, right now that doesn't like for you? Maybe live in their own uncertainty.
4: True, in our lives we all face, and we uh, we wish that we could make the, the right decisions through that. Let us just talk about two different things, and then we'll wrap. And we, uh, we wish that we could make the, the right decisions through that. Let's just talk about two different things, and then we'll wrap you up. We wish that we can make the, the right decisions through that. Let's just talk about two different things, and then we'll wrap you up. You got go. You know, wish that we can make the, the right decisions through that. Let's just talk about two different things, and then we'll wrap you up. You got to go grab something. We can make the, the right decisions through that. Let's just talk about two different things and then we'll wrap you up and You get you to go grab some pretzels. The, the right decisions through that, let's just talk about two different things, and then we'll wrap you up and get you to go grab some pretzels. Uh, <laughs> the right decisions through that, let's just talk about two different things, and then we'll wrap you up You get you to go grab some pretzels. Decisions through that, let's just talk about two different things, and then we'll wrap you up and get you to go grab some pretzels. Number uh, one is through that, let's just talk about two different things, and then we'll wrap you up and get you to go grab some pretzels. Uh, Uh, Number one thing is that let's just talk about two different things, and then we'll wrap you up. You got to go grab some pretzels. Uh, Number one thing is that let's just talk about two different things, and then we'll wrap you up. You got to go grab some pretzels. Uh, Number one thing is that uh, he talked about two different things, and then we'll wrap you up. You got to go grab some pretzels. Uh, Number one thing is that uh, he talked about different things, and then we'll wrap you up. You (laughs) got to go grab some pretzels. Uh, Number one thing is that uh, he talked about joints, and then we'll wrap you up. You got to go grab some pretzels. Uh, <sife novelty music> uh, number one thing is that uh, he talked about joining. And then we'll wrap you up. You got to go grab some pretzels. Uh, number one thing is that uh, he talked about joining other people. Wrap you up. You got to go grab some pretzels. Uh, number one thing is that uh, he talked about joining other people. Wrap you up. You go grab some pretzels. Number one thing is that he talked about joining other people. And except you or grab some pretzels. Uh, Number one thing is that uh, he talked about joining other people and experiencing this presence of God. It's not based upon what you do. It's based upon how good he is. And the best way to experience the goodness of God is lived out in the people of God in the presence of God. God, and we would invite you to be part of our church here, where we experience this presence on a regular basis, both in Sunday morning, both in some growth classes, both in what's called circle groups or small groups. We experience and we journey with God, and we experience this presence of goodness that you really have a hard time explaining unless you finally really kind of experience it. And so we are always invited to be a part of us here, even if you want to kind of explore for a little while and check us out online or on Facebook Live. If you want to kind of show up and sit in the back row for a little bit and figure us out, all of that is okay. If you want to take some next steps, you can join a growth class today. They start next week. You can join a small group. They start in the next couple of weeks. And we encourage you to experience this presence of goodness. That we know Jesus offers, not just for us, but for you too. The last thing I would say is we're going to start a new series next week that we invite you to be a part of. And the series is called Swipe Right, Making Good Relationship Choices. A lot of times we view a matrix that you can play us out. We've got one night with someone else who stand with us. That she would speak to them, that you goodness is available for us. Amen. Amen. Let's watch that last Shoulder the Holy Spirit, and then Amen. Shoulder the Holy Spirit, Amen, then and Let's Shoulder, shoulder. Spirit, Amen, Shoulder, shoulder. Amen, Shoulder, shoulder. Because we.
0: Amen, then Shoulder shoulder, because we just came that to- Shoulder shoulder, because we just can't do. Shoulder shoulder, because we just can't do this alone. Shoulder shoulder, because we just can't do this alone. Shoulder shoulder, because we just can't do this, this, this alone, and we were. Shoulder to shoulder because we just can't do this alone and we were never meant to. Shoulder shoulder, because we just can't do this alone, and we were never meant to. Shoulder to shoulder, because we just can't do this alone, and we were never meant to anybody. Shoulder to shoulder, because we just can't do this alone, and we were never meant to anybody. Shoulder to shoulder, because we just can't do this alone, and we were never meant to anybody. Maybe you're, shoulder shoulder we Maybe you're standing shoulder to shoulder because we just can't do this alone and we were never meant to anybody. Maybe you're standing shoulder to shoulder because we just can't do this alone and we were never meant to anybody. Maybe you're standing shoulder to shoulder because we just can't do this alone, and we were never meant to anybody. Maybe you're standing shoulder to shoulder because we just can't do this alone, and we were never meant to anybody. Maybe you're standing shoulder to shoulder because we just can't do this alone, and we were never meant to anybody. Maybe you're standing shoulder to shoulder today with Prince. You just made a decision to follow Jesus, and all of heaven is celebrated. Get with someone and start walking this journey together. Or maybe you're standing shoulder to shoulder with the Watsons. If you're in a season of challenge and disappointment, lean into the promises of God and know that you are not alone. So on behalf of Prince, Nate and Lexi, Benjamin and Kirsten, and all the people who make Football Sunday possible every year, it's been an enormous blessing and my great pleasure to be with you today. Have a great day, and enjoy the game.